too big, stop paying attention to details or something. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I people, I, my, my group, my circle that I recorded, they think I, I just despise them or hate them. I'm like, listen, if they ever want to stop and talk and you say, hey, this is what happened. I'm all for it, but I'm just not going to buy their beer. I'm not, not, I'm not going crazy for it. I'm not jumping through hurdles to get it. All right, so I'm going to start streaming this. Okay. Let me, um... Ah, fuck. Of course I get an error. Hold on. Stupid. Yeah, you knew it, was, you knew it wasn't going to be smooth. Yeah. It was like, oh, everything's going to go great, go, but perfect. Nope. It's like, God damn it. Cannot access. Why the hell's. Oh my god. Oh, I gotta bring up the bracket. Hold on. Let me pull that bad boy up. Now you want a DJ? <laughs> well, I would make sure the Bluetooth was turned off. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then I'm gonna set up a little thing here with my uh, my phone so I can see. Have you have you had this uh, sinister yet? Sinister side from shop? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah, I, I picked up a four pack. Nice. Uh, because so my uh, my part time home, my mom's from a family of fifteen in the Twin Cities. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. And, yeah, we go to Surly when we're there. It's a badass spot. Got it. Yeah, it's, it's funny because usually I would never want to go to certain places. Like, even coming to Arizona from back east, my cousin's like, oh, come visit Arizona. Come visit Arizona. I'm like, what the fuck's in Arizona? Why would I want to go out there? And, mm -hmm. like, two years later, I moved out here. <laughs> so, it's it's uh, it's uh it's funny to see, like, you know, like some places you don't ever want to go visit. Cause, I mean, to me, I don't want to go visit because I have no purpose um well i don't think i has any purpose me going out there but then i go visit and it's fucking beautiful yeah that's a, a little uh, just exploring man like nobody would ever think like the twin cities would be a destination for for beer or pizza or whatever but like when we go out there every summer i'm, I'm hitting the ground running like i am out here and it, it's just there's a great landscape all right so we're live now probably probably more of a well-established landscape to be honest uh, All right. Well, so why that's, okay. why that's loaded, we're going to go into the introduction. So uh, here we are. Well, Max Alignment Podcast sitting here with Steve from, oh, uh, not from, but Wizard of Za. <laughs> from the Wizard of Za, right? AKA Wizard of Za. Um, so basically, we're going to break down his uh, brewery bracket that he did for Arizona beer, uh, brewery, excuse me. Uh, but before we get started, let's find out how things are going. So, Steve, Wizard of Za, how are things going? Uh, things are going well, you know, we're still dealing with this whole quarantine thing. Oh, really? Uh, trying to, find, trying to find our new normal. Told you I put together the, uh, the home gym today. Yeah, man. So I can be earning my, any, any equipment that you're like specifically, uh, going to be hard to let go when you have to return it or get rid of it. Uh, no, no, my, uh. My setup here is much more dialed down than what I'm used to. So I'm kind of transitioning from how I normally weight train to now it's more of a little bit of a CrossFit thing. I'm 
you know, implementing cardio, which is just miserable in this heat. Dude, cardio. So one thing I love about the working out in Arizona is that the heat uh, gives it – it's not humid. So it's hot, but it's not humid. So I can – I've worked out in my garage in Connecticut, and, bro, that shit's fucking painful, man. That shit's – like just standing around getting getting the weights together or getting the shit together is fucking just – now you're just drenching, you know, you know fucking pouring sweat. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate it out here, to be honest with you. Yeah, you get a little drippy out there in the uh, on the East Coast, but here you run in the heat. Like today, it felt like I was running into face first into a blow dryer. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the back of a bus. You ever, you ever like? I mean, I don't know how how city you are, but yeah. the back of a bus hits you with all that fucking dry ass air. If you're standing behind it, it sucks, and that's what Arizona feels like. Um, Sounds shitty. So yeah, it does. So basically, <laughs> not as dirty though. Uh, one of the things I wanted to go over, and I brought it up the last time I was recording, is, um, and I joked around about this a few times, are dirty glasses on Instagram. So, I, 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 I dude, I, I, I was like double and triple checking my story and my grand, and I might, I might have been guilty. Like we got sloppy. I think we as a, as a beer community got sloppy. I, I don't think no, I. I I kind of agree, and I, I, I think it's a lack of understanding, right? So I'll be honest. I went back to a lot of my old pictures from 2017, 16, and I saw some of my pictures, and I was like, fuck, how the hell did I get away with that shit? Like, why didn't nobody call me out on it? So and, and now that a lot more people are mm-hmm. drinking at home, it's natural that people are going to have – I don't know. I'll say natural, but people don't know, hey, my glass is fucking dirty. I got to rinse this bitch out. Or I just pulled it out of the dishwasher. I didn't know that soap scum actually means my glass is dirty. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to help people understand that you have to rinse and clean your glass every single time. Like, listen, right now, I don't give a shit. I got two. I got a glass here, and I got two different beers. I'm not going to rinse the fuck out of it at all. I'm just going to pour it back to back because I'm not really taking pictures. But when you take a picture, make sure that bitch is clean. Make sure it's tight. You know, there's a, there's a lot of those brewtographers out there. And, uh, yeah, they need to, you know, some people, oh, the bubbles are on the side of the glass. Highly carbonated. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's got nah, – but my, my favorite part is when you have a stout. A stout is thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you get bubbles on a stout? <laughs> I, I said it last time. I'm saying it again. I'm just like, I'm just trying to say, hey, guys – Clean your glasses, clean your glasses, clean your glasses, clean your glasses. Uh, bubbles on the side of your glass is not normal. Uh, I, can't, I can't say that enough, um, but I'll get off the subject. I just want to throw it out there again because it's funny because people, people are now hitting me up. They're like, dude, here's another dirty glass. Oh, shit, I didn't see, I didn't see those before, but now I'm seeing them all the time. And I'm like, what do you want me to tell you? It's, it's happening. So anyway. You're doing God's work. <laughs> I, hey, I'm just the messenger, man. <laughs> just because I don't believe in him doesn't mean we don't work together. You know what I mean? That's how it is. <laughs> um, so how are you doing? How are you uh, staying sane with all this, you know, home life and everything else? I know you got the family and everything. Um, talk to me. Got the family. Wife works at, at the police department. So she's working uh, half time there. Halftime here, uh, we're still keeping the kid in daycare because, you know, you guys, 
most of you guys know, I teach and coach high school sports. Um, but yeah, brought a home gym in here. Uh, I'm an avid golfer. I've got my my golf trophy case back there. Nice. Uh, but I'm I'm going out at least once a week. Uh, you know, keeping the social distance. Nobody's touching the the flags <laughs> or, you know, coughing on each other. That you know, we're just getting out once a week, playing golf. Uh, I'll, I'm making my beer hauls uh, once or twice a week. Uh, I'm filling up the kegerator with with fresh beer just about every two weeks now. So I'll get a six barrel growler fill for the guys. Go delivery, dump it off. I saw you got that uh, sure that barrel of business ethics. How'd you like that from the shop? Dude, I I don't. I mean, listen. So the first batch I had, I was like, this this is money. This is money. <laughs> I believe in this beer. And then when the second batch came out, I ordered a four pack from some place that did delivery. Yeah. To remain nameless because I don't like giving them props, but uh, and I was like, you know, it's 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 still good. I liked the first batch better. When I got that six barrel keg, yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> something about it on draft or whatever, it just it was gone in uh, on my chalkboard. Eight days, it was gone. So you went through the whole keg. Forty-two pints. Oh man! But I growler filled four of them, so I gave away twenty. Whew. So you all, oh, so people were coming through pints. with growlers, and you're filling them up. Yeah, you weren't charging them. No, I've got some friends who. I saw. I've got some friends that are still essential workers, and you know oh, okay. they've got a soft spot in my heart. So no, no, hell yeah. Uh, okay, no, no, it makes sense. Oh yeah, no, power to you, man. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> That's you giving back. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So people helping people. It's the human fund. Sometimes people forget we're humans. <laughs> so let's go into the the bracket. The, the 2020 Arizona Breweries Brewers. Is it Breweries or Brewers? Because Brewers it says Brewers. Brewer, yeah, Brewers bracket. Brewers bracket. Okay, Brewers bracket. So first of all. Was anybody left off this list? You don't have to say who it was, but did you go through a list of breweries and say, yep, not, that's not making it, that's not making it? No, so th there, were a couple, there were a couple snubs, but they weren't intentional. What happened when I came across the idea is I just kind of took it and started running, and I was brainstorming, and I said, you know what? Hey, on a whim, kind of like Jerry Maguire, when he gets that idea to go and write, that uh whatever he wrote for his company and i just took it and i ran yeah with it and um i thought i doubled and triple checked everything but uh there were a couple that were left off and that should have been on there lake havasu is one of them mm. i know one of one of our good friends of of your show and a big supporter of mine uh tap that az is a big fan of the boater guard uh, sour from Lake Havasu. I left them off. They should have been on there. Yeah. And then uh, Crooked Tooth down in Tucson. That was uh, just kind of slipped slipped under the radar. So I left them off. And yeah, there was probably a couple guys that that uh, slid in there that shouldn't have been in there. Um, I know one brewery in particular because we talked about it before the show uh, <laughs> wasn't grateful to be wasn't grateful to be in the bracket. So. If you don't want to be in the bracket and you don't want me putting your name out there and, and supporting you and you trying to get your followers to help out and vote, then that's cool. We'll just show you the door. You don't need to be in it next year. Yeah. So that, that's I guess that leads to another question. This is this is something that's gonna happen 
now you're going to have this yearly thing? Yeah, I want to do a, a yearly thing now. Um, it started off as, you know, this would be a fun distraction for me. Mm -hmm. This would be a fun distraction for all of the Arizona beer uh, supporters on my page, on everybody else's page, uh, the brewery's page. It'd be a good distraction for them. But now as we move into next year, I want to do it again, but I want to do it better. You know, mm. I've mentioned I'm a coach. So immediately, as soon as we started, I'm constant, like the critiques start hitting hard. I start thinking, <laughs> mm, I could have done that better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, we won't, let that, ooh, we won't let that happen next time. Mm. So there's a few things I want to mix up. And then also I want to uh, bring in, other people from the community to create a committee before the bracket starts oh. so that there can be some collaboration so that there can be some collaboration on where certain breweries should fall in the bracket. Should they be a number one seat? Should they be an eight seat? Got it. How do we want to do, how do we want to do the quadrants of the bracket? Do we want to do Northern Arizona gets their own side and then we get phoenix and then maybe so you want to get other people yelled at so, is that what you're saying <laughs> I, well, listen i got yelled at one brewery was, this isn't fair we shouldn't be going up against them i was like listen you can forfeit that's cool because you're about to get run ruled i think they got dropped 92 to 8 Woof. so wow they knew they knew what was up 92 percent to 8 with with like six or 700 people voting on each matchup at that time, we ended the bracket. Mm. But final bracket had over 1200 votes, the, the, the championship matchup. So I, I was watching this. So people are interested for sure. I was watching this as I was going along and then you were getting the breweries to like cheerlead for themselves, obviously. And just like, hey, vote for us, vote for us, vote for us. And, you know, when I first saw you throw it up there, I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's, you know, it's going to be, you know, let's see where this goes. Then I see everybody getting involved the way they were. And I was like, shit, this is becoming bigger than what I thought it would be. Like, this is actually, you know, catching fire. 100%. It was uh, completely dumb luck of an idea for me. And I can't take all of the credit. Other states, other people have done it. I saw it and I said, let's oh. do it for our state. But what it did for uh, breweries, though, is like the the ones who were smart anyways yeah. said, we're going to take this as an opportunity while we're in this weird time trying to find a new normal. We're going to use it as a time for advertisement. Uh, we're going to try to increase our fan base yeah. and add exposure where at a time it's needed. Mm -hmm. um, kind of given a positive vibe, too. Like Dillinger, Old Ellsworth. Um, there was a couple other, uh, our champion, the shop, Renthouse got into it. But once you start asking people to vote or you putting it on your story and then you get other people to start voting and sharing it. Yeah. Like, shit, man, that's got to so good for those brewers oh, yeah. who are like out here and they're struggling, business is down. And then they start getting hundreds and hundreds of shares and votes and they're beating breweries that they didn't think they would beat. So let me ask you a question. Just something to make them feel. Do you really think that just because one brewery was vocal about their their situation, do you think that there was others that weren't that were mad but weren't vocal about it? 
say that again? Do, you, do I think that there was more breweries that were upset about yeah, it? Yeah, but they weren't vocal. They were just like, you know, fuck that guy or fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know because honestly, like by the time, so we started off with 48 teams. By the time I remember talking to my friends about it because they were, they were getting super excited about how much exposure it was getting. And they were even seeing it on like friends of friends pages. Yeah. Um, that's how widespread it was getting with people sharing stuff. And I told them, I think it was when we were down to 16, I said, I have 100% engagement from every single brewery. Mm. Every single brewery is retweeted, not retweeted, shared yep. it on their story, asked for uh, people to vote. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's probably a couple other early on that were kind of just like, you know, what the shit? Well, why is this guy uh, putting me in his story? And some people like you could find out breweries that have an older following. Oh yeah, because I get their followers are like, where do I? Is this where I vote? They're like sending me a message. <laughs> like, this brewery all the way. Let's go. I'm like, well, that's not how you. You're do doing it. it wrong, bro. Um, here's how you want to. Dude, that's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> So I kind of had to coach up a little bit of our older uh, Instagram followers as what a story was. I'm like, no, you see the two things. You got to click which one you like. Or they'd be like, oh, oh, crap. Oh, shoot. I, I picked the wrong one. Is there a way to change it? And I was like, only thing I can do is if it comes down to one vote, then uh, I'll let you, uh, you know, I'll swing it the other way. So that's that's actually interesting that <laughs> you got people hitting you up for tech support so they can vote for the right people. So let, let's yes. go into the let's go into the upsets. I know you had some. Uh, you mentioned some earlier. Uh, what are some of the biggest upsets that you think happened? Whether it's your opinion, opinions from others. Uh, what what do you think are some upsets that happened that people you're like fuck? This person beat this per this brewery just beat this person. Okay. Whatever blah. You know they this person won this person. I keep saying person. This brewer won this against this brewer. There were three big upsets for sure. Okay. Uh, in my mind, and you know, if you're if you're on the on the chat here and you think that I missed one, go ahead and ask me or remind me. But what I think were three of the biggest upsets was Old Ellsworth in round two took down Goldwater, which I am a huge fan of Goldwater. Where the hell is Old Old Ellsworth um, anyway? I have friends that are huge. I have friends that are huge fans of Goldwater. So, of course, they were coming at me like, oh, how could this happen? Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> like, that's why one night on the story, maybe a couple too many IPAs, but I got on there and I was like, listen, guys, I'm not the one picking the winners. There's votes. And I'm screenshotting them when the voting closes so you dickheads don't think that I'm altering the votes. <laughs> This isn't the 2000 elections, guys. Relax. Here's the thing, though. The positive mindset thinking in me says, you know, I remember going to Old Ellsworth once with a couple coaching buddies, and we went down there and had a few pints. I remember it being a good experience. But, dang, Old Ellsworth is going to take down Goldwater. I got to go back down there. I got to check out what's going on down there. And then I go down there. Some of the nicest people you're going to meet in all of Arizona Brewing. Yeah. And um, I get a handful of their beers to go take them home crack them open and that legends never die ipa is one of my favorites and i think it's something that needs to be mentioned in 
So wait, in the big time IPA game in the state, where is old so, old Ellsworth? Where is that? Old Ellsworth is uh, in Queen Creek, so it's on. Oh no wonder that little that area gets funny. There's like there's Ellsworth Road, and then there's the Ellsworth Loop, mm-hmm. but it's uh, shoot, Jermaine uh, or Ocotillo and Ellsworth. Isn't that like so right Queen on Creek the border County. of like New Mexico? But awesome, <laughs> awesome spot. No, uh, Brian is an amazing brewer great guy mm. all right so that's one what was the other ones what's that what was the other upsets okay the other upsets okay so this one i have no idea so state 48 upset pueblo Vita. in my mind <laughs> before the bracket started <laughs> i thought pueblo Vita would be a final four team easy easy and then state 48 beats them in uh, in the second round. And my opinion about state, state 48 isn't even my own. I've never been there. I've never had one of their beers. Yeah. Full disclosure. However, <laughs> I have never heard anything good about state 48. So if you're a state 48 fan, go, uh, tell me what do they do? That's so great. I don't know. All I've heard is bad customer service, bad ownership, kind of like, monopolizing mentality where they just kind of want to, uh, you know, pinky in the brain. They just want to take over the world kind of thing. Mm. What do you know, Joe? Uh, <laughs> so what I know is basically what I've heard. Uh, I do have a state 48, not too far from me in surprise, Arizona. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, I have, I, I've been in conversation with them about setting up an interview and everything else. So maybe this converse, this, this, this conversation will lead to an actual conversation with them. Um, we were planning on doing something before the COVID-19 yeah, situation. Hopefully they can maybe. So let's see. I, 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 one of, uh, I'm not crazy about them, but I'm not against them either. I'm never like. I never had a beer from them that's like so bad where I'm like, oh shit, this is horrible. I'm never gonna go there again. Drink from them now. But it's also ne- I never had a beer where I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and try other shit. But you know, Pueblo Vita smashes the game. PV. Okay, so if I'm if I'm scoring PV versus State Forty Eight, PV's blowing them out. Absolutely, and. Actually, it reminds me now that we're getting kind of refreshed on the Brewers bracket is I have a friend who said, oh, shit, do you think that maybe some of your followers that are just clicking through and voting think it's State 48, the clothing company? Dude, so. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I think I think I saw a post not too long ago that said we aren't the brewery or vice versa. Where one of the one of the companies had to clarify because they were like, no, we're not that company. We're two different companies. And yeah, I can see I that. I, you never know. Um, and that's also why I want to collaborate with um, with some guys like you and people who are specifically Arizona beer guys to help funnel some of the voting. Because, you know, I kind of split my time between pizza and beer. So I might not be getting the most knowledgeable beer drinkers. Uh, in the state, you know, I might be getting a lot of the kilt lifter guys um, <laughs> coming through the cave. 
lot hey, of old money coming through. Let me tell you, when I first came to Arizona, Kilt Lifter was one of the first IPAs, or I'm sorry, first beers. I think that's not IPA, it's like a Red Ale or a Scottish Ale, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, one of the first yeah, I've Scottish had, Ale. one of the first I've ever had. So I was, when I first got here, I'm like, oh shit, there's a Scottish Ale called Kilt Lifter. I'm going to drink that. And yeah, but uh, all right. So what's the next one? So we had, yeah, we had PV. So yeah, PV over. One of my best friends of 15 years, buddy, manages out there. If, if you guys go to Peaks, say hello to Jason. He'll give you a big hug. Tell him you know the wizard. <laughs> Maybe give you a free sample. Just like that, the wizard? You got to be, that's, like, that's what your, your friends would call you? That's it. Just tell him you know the wizard. He gets it. He's got the koozie in his golf bag. He's a buddy. So PV versus, oh wait, PV over, I'm sorry, State 48 over PV. Yeah. Old Ellsworth yeah. over Goldwater. Goldwater. What was, the, what was the third one or another one? Yeah, my third and final one that was a huge upset was speaking of Goldwater. Dillinger down in Ooh, nice. Oh yeah, Moon Rocks. You're going with the tipper right now. Oh, I'm I'm not playing, bro. I got a little something, a little something from Bedro's Ed Shop. Oh, nice. Is that your is that your logo? Nice. Yeah. Actually that was the no, that was the black one. Yeah, love this class. But uh, my third, my third upset in the bracket was Dillinger took out or uh, Dillinger defeated Arizona Wilderness. Fuck yeah! Which oh wait Sorry. was a big shot. I shouldn't have done that. Which was a big shot. <laughs> now, okay. So re- aside from all my bullshit with Arizona Wilderness, I'm gonna just push that aside. It, it, it's well documented. Dillinger is. A, a home brewer compared to fucking Arizona Wilderness. Absolutely. They brew their beer out of like the back of a storage facility. And so I, I can see that being of the three, that's the biggest upset. I can see that. Yeah, that's small town stuff, dude. So, and I, I got a lot of the Wilderness hype boys. Dude. No, but the wilderness cheerleaders <laughs> came after. No, those are wilderness gangs, bro. They're fucking legit. They'll come out of the woodworks and beat your ass. <laughs> Test me. <laughs> but they came at me and they were like, this is bullshit, blah, blah. March Madness. This just shows you how bogus the bracket is. And I'm like, listen, dumbass. Do you follow <laughs> fucking sports? Do you? Do you know what happened? Just a couple years ago, is University of Maryland Baltimore took down Virginia, 16 seed beat a one seed. So shit happens, bro. Okay, <laughs> and maybe what you're looking at is Wilderness lost, but why did Wilderness lose? Wilderness lost because they were out there hustling. If you looked at their Instagram once the the state shutdown happened, they were hustling on their game. They weren't worried about uh, restoring my shit so that they could win a Brewers bracket that was really just a fan yeah. vote. They weren't trying to do that. They were out there. And they were grinding. They, they were trying to do shit. But they weren't concerning themselves with me, so they ended up losing. Or their fanboys just didn't give a shit, or they actually crossed too many, uh, burned too many bridges or something. Dude, I, I, I'm happy to hear. Either way. I'm happy to hear that there were wilderness folks or wilderness fans or whatever you want to call them actually getting that upset that they're coming at you. We'll call them wilderness pommies. <laughs> so those are your, those are your three? Good enough. 
Are we doing four? They're not even good enough to work Friday night football games. They're working the freshman games on Wednesday <laughs> night, those little cheerleaders. You little wilderness fucks. All right, so that was your three. Yeah. Is there a fourth one, or is that at the top three? No, that was that was a pretty big one. Those were the ones that happened early on. Um, I, you know, and I thought Old Ellsworth kind of continued their run when they took down Beer Research, which for me, going through the Brewers bracket and meeting all of these breweries, like I said, they, they all got involved. So once they start sharing my stuff and I start having conversations with them, that's what got really fun for me because I had a, I had a live show during the bracket where Old Ellsworth came on and Dillinger came on. Yeah. And Old Ellsworth told me the story about how they started uh, planning their brewery at Beer Research Institute, and they're really good friends with those people. And I was like, well, <laughs> shit, if you win. <laughs> Funny story. So, so here we let's go. fast forward to the, to the final, happened. to the last eight. So we have Rentenhouse, 12 West, Old Ellsworth, BRI, Beer Research Institute, um, Shop Beer Company, Mother Road, Helio Basin, 1912. So let's start with Rentenhouse and 12 West. Was that a landslide win? Yeah. the It was a landslide win. Yeah. Um, I can pull up the numbers, but, yeah, I remember Randhouse just rolled all the way to the final. Like these, the, Each matchup for them was just a no-doubter. It was clear, mm -hmm. clear early on. That's why I also say that the Wilderness matchup, I don't think it was so much that they weren't involved with what was going on. I do. I think they. I think they burned a lot of bridges. So. Oh really? Like. I, I, or just rub people the wrong way. You know, <laughs> they're that that salesman. You leave the meeting a little bit, and you say, "I like what he had to say, but something doesn't feel right." That's kind of the way wilderness makes you makes you feel. But Renhouse. Great, I, I, great beers. I, great I think Renhouse nationwide. So I've talked about Renhouse. Uh, when I've gone to New York breweries, I've gone to um, other Connecticut and other states. Um, I've talked about Arizona breweries, and when I mention Renhouse, that's one that resonates immediately with a lot of people. And you know, they—the one thing I like about Renhouse—and I had a conversation with Drew that wasn't recorded, my fault. But anyway, uh, earlier this week or last week, damn, this, these days are like like merging in but um i had a conversation with him oh it was last week actually and you know the way he talks about the business and the way that i, I actually asked him i said hey uh, with the popularity of rent house growing you know is is there talks of maybe expanding a tap room or making another tap room or whatever it is uh because i would say out of, out of all the breweries in arizona that's one that you know that consistently comes up nationwide and his response was something along the lines of, you know, he would love to have a giant tap room, but right now he's just, he likes, they, they, they like the location. They're working on potentially maybe a second tap room, but nothing is 100% in stone yet. Um, but it, it's just, they have that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm pretty big. I'm a big deal, but you know what? We care about the community. We care about the people. We care about everybody around us. And that's one thing I like about them. Absolutely. And, you know, just don't, you know, just slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race, too. There's another. We've talked about another brewery in here. I'll remain nameless on this brewery just so we don't continue to smear its name through the dirt. <laughs> but there's also another brewery 
blew up pretty quick and uh, didn't go slow and steady. And now we talked about a pre-show where maybe we feel like their beer is kind of suffering a little bit and their contact with the community is suffering a little bit. Yeah. They've got their hands in too many, too many deals that they're spreading themselves kind of thin and making it difficult for themselves. So, yeah, much respect to Drew. And he's got to, you know, follow his uh, business model and, and do what he thinks is right. Now, clearly, he's got the right people working for him because they, I mean, they just make great beer and they've got a great vibe and nobody has anything bad to say. So, Renhouse making it all the way to the final was not a shock at all. No, I agree. And and 12 West is no pushover. I mean, I'm not going to lie and sit here and, you know, gloat 12 West like they're one of the best breweries in Arizona, but they had they had their moments. I'm a huge fan of Kalax. I love Kalax. Uh, it's one of my favorite Arizona IPAs of all time and I, every time I see it in cans, I'll buy it. Uh, but you know, to see them go against Renhouse, it's like, oof. That one's uh, you're not you're not getting too far in that one, buddy. <laughs> you tried, you tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Good hustle, good hustle. <laughs> no doubt. And yeah, and, and great shout out to uh like 12 West, like their Mesa Mesa room oh. or their their Mesa restaurant kind of kind of came out of nowhere and it was like okay. Yeah. Okay, 12 12 is got to be crushing the game then. I'd been down to their their tap room in Gilbert a handful of times, and I really enjoyed it. They they do make really good beer, but just for them to pop up that restaurant was just a little bit of a surprise. It was that's like, a oh. that's a beautiful facility. Like I, I've been there once, but it's fucking huge, and it's I, there's apparently a downstairs, like a little basement area or whatever the fuck they got over there, and then they got the second floor with the. It, it's nice. It's beautiful. I I I was like, wow, this is yeah, this is a left field move, like. Where the hell draft cocktail yeah. food and really being the last domino to fall where now like Chupacabra was there. Um, Mike's is there. Cider Corpse is there. Like now that 12 West is there, it's like, it's become a real, uh, and Oro's down there too. It's become a real destination now where, you know, out of quarantine, you can, you can do some hopping and you can really have a great time down there. Like downtown Mesa yeah, I've been to downtown Mesa probably like twice, maybe three times ever. Um, and one of them was when I went to 12 West. But uh, yeah, once everything goes back to normal, I have to check it out more often. So let's move on. Old Ellsworth and yeah, BRI. Sure. BR Anytime you're down. So Old Ellsworth and Beer Research Institute. Anytime. Did you see this? Uh, so we talked about it a little yeah, anytime bit. Anytime you're down in downtown Mesa. Did you think BRI was going to make this? Like, where was this going with your head when you saw this playing out? Um, I thought, so, like I said, from what I knew about Old Ellsworth before the bracket started, I, you know, I know that they got on a run, and what I saw happening with the Brewers bracket is, so you'll see in each quadrant, mm -hmm. four teams get a bye, which means that they're the, the first – there's ha there has to be a first round for you to get to them. So the more powerful breweries or the better breweries in our eyes, committee's eyes, don't have to play the first round. But what happened was the first round, once it caught steam and these breweries were getting their information out to their fans, is they caught momentum. Yeah. So when a day when they won a matchup and they sat a day and then they had a chance to start it up, the other brewery really wasn't getting tagged in things until their matchup started and they kind of like 
whoa, you know, you kind of get jumped on mm. like you would in any sporting event. Like, oh, whoa, here comes this little guy coming after us. And then we got to try to catch up. But Ellsworth was relentless. I, d- I did think that BRI would be the end of the road for them. Um, but yeah, they ended up pulling it off. Yeah, I, I can see that, and and Kudos. and I would have I would have one hundred percent put money on BRI. Not that I'm endorsing gambling, or maybe I am. <laughs> um, At a time like that, you need to be. Um, but yeah, I, I would have totally went. Hey, all money on BRI, and that would have been a huge upset for me because I probably I I don't even remember having any of old Ellsworth's beers, um, and I've had BRI like a thousand times, so. That's yeah, that's definitely a, think, quick, a good, ch- a good uh, upset change. Yeah, I don't think at the at old Ellsworth is hasn't started canning and distributing yet either. They're only they're maybe two and a half years old. Okay, possibly three, possibly three. But I would take the under on three. Um, but also, what the great thing about this is not the great thing. Let's call it the silver lining in the quarantine <laughs> is. Now, these smaller breweries are being like, shit, we do need to spend a couple grand on a, on a crowler machine. Yeah. Or we do need to can of our beer and distribute it to our local bottle shops. Get the product out in front of people's faces, you know? Fuck yeah. All right. So, Shop Beer Company and Mother Road. This one, for me, I, I would have, I as much as I love the shop, but because of the popularity Mother Road has, I probably would have went Mother Road. Yeah, Mother Road's got a great social media following too. They've got over uh, twelve thousand followers, mm-hmm. um, so you know, you know people love them. Yeah. And in order that, in order for them to get this was what was one of the fun matchups of the the Brewers bracket is for them to play the beer sh- or to play the shop beer co. It was the battle of Flagstaff. Dark Sky met up with Mother Road. Yeah. And um, at the time, I thought Dark Sky would win. But when Mother Road did win, I kind of saw it for what it was. It was like, yeah, Mother Road's got a couple great staples. They got the Daily Driver. They have the uh, Tower Station. Tower Station. And what we love so much about Dark Sky, what I love about Dark Sky so much is first that they put PZ Clay to one of the best pizza places inside their brewery. But they're just so experimental. They're fun. They'll try new stuff. They don't, you know, if it works, it doesn't work, whatever. They're just okay with experimenting. And they don't take it, you know, they don't take it to the butt when something doesn't work out. <laughs> but <laughs> well put. Uh, but yeah, when they met up against the shop. When they met up against the shop, that was um yeah, I think that was two Goliaths meeting. Because I'll I'll get to the I'll get to my opinion of what the shop was before and after mm-hmm. once we get to the championship, but um them beating Mother Road was certainly put them on my radar. I, I think that's that's something where you have to be able to I, and I know the guys at the shop. I know David. I know Justin. I know Will and all those guys. And <clears throat> when you take on a quote unquote Goliath, like you know Mother Road, that's got nation. I mean, sorry, probably not nationwide, but probably about a a, a, a good span of distribution uh, statewide and other states as well. You got to think that you know, oh shit, you know, we're gonna have a hard time beating this. Uh, but the fact that they took over that and they actually won that, that was pretty interesting overall. Um, that's one of those things where it's like, oh shit, you over, whatever the reason is, you guys overcame that. And kudos to them, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, good shit, good shit. Helio Basin, 1912. 
I would have went Helio Basin easily, only because of the location and Phoenix. So, yeah, yeah, Helio Basin. Um, I want to start off by first that this a very soft spot in my heart. Um, they're they're big supporters of back in the blue line. Yep. They make a uh, a, a beer for uh, fallen officers. They got a, a blue line blonde. Uh, they also do a firefighter PD thing, which we've got a fallen officer in the family. Um, so I, I love Helio, mm. and maybe my love for them is a little bit more than what most people in, in Phoenix think it is. But them matching up against 1912, again, I was pretty unfamiliar with 1912 before going into the bracket. That's why they got a 10 seed. Mm. And this is by far, this is by far the biggest um discrepancy most of the fans had before we went in, into the bracket it's like how can 1912 be a 10 seed they make the best sours in the state and it was you know again me and maybe one and a half other people collaborating <laughs> on what we were going to do yeah with the bracket and so i just did what i thought was right i knew that they deserved a shot in the bracket but i didn't i don't know much about tucson stuff i'm going to get down there i'm going to explore i'm going to put my hands in the dirt and figure it out but that's why I want to bring people in next year. So if you're interested, go ahead, throw it in, uh, throw it in my DMs. Let me know you want to be on the collaboration committee and we can start talking about it and start figuring out where the proper places for these seeds are. But yeah, it was clear at first I thought maybe, you know, they just had a lot of fans or a couple of people who really liked what 1912 did, but the proof, I mean, really paid out. I keep doing this because my bracket is on this side of the screen. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. They can't see you. They just... <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, Only it's I on see the, it. Whatever it's called. <laughs> Display mode. Shit. But, yeah, 1912. I, I, I'm very curious about them, and I'm excited to get down to Tucson to try them out. But then beating Helio Basin, Moo Point, one of my favorite stouts um, in the state. What's interesting is that uh, since – and the past week or so, we've been getting a shit ton of their beers. So there's a cherry porter, a cherry sour, excuse me. Uh, there was a chupacabra sour. Uh, yes. And there was a few sours that we got from them. And I was like, oh, shit, they're starting to can and actually distribute out here. So I was pretty shocked about that. Um, but, again. Like, like I told you, I said this, this whole this silver lining in the quarantine is now – Small dogs are like, yeah, we should probably can. <laughs> we should probably put our beer out there so people could drink it. I, mean, I guess before it really wasn't an issue because if you're if you're selling your stuff fast enough and you know you have a process or whatever, but yeah, but the chupacabra one is amazing. I haven't had it. I, I have a, sour? I think I have it in my fridge. I haven't had it yet. Delicious. So now to the two giants in the Phoenix Valley, Renhouse, the Shop Bear Company. Um, yeah, this this one this one this one's interesting up. for me because they, I'll be honest, the Shop Bear Company in the past year and change has made a huge jump in everything they do, and Renhouse just has a solid following, um, you know nationwide we talked about it already what was your i mean i, I kind of know this i know the answer but i want to just hear it what's what was your thoughts when you went when you saw this happening or playing out no, we, we, 
you want to share it with the community. Yeah, I understand. Um, I want to get the final numbers for the final thing. But yeah, like I mean, just like you said, going into the Brewers bracket or, you know, it, over the last year, the shop has really evolved and they've done a lot of good things. And when we got into the Brewers bracket and the shop Beer Co. starts making some progress, you know, I've got people that are hitting me up and telling me a little bit about why that is. And I guess, was it uh, the head brewer from Rent House came over to the shop in the last year and a half? Is that right? So Will, who uh, was at the shop, he uh, he's the one that spearheaded a lot of projects for like uh, the frescas. If I'm, if I'm correct, I, I don't know 100%. Um, the frescas, the so, uh, many of the stouts, so those uh, Thanksgiving cactus, the devil, devil's claw, and all that shit. Uh, that was a lot of his idea and his mm -hmm. doing, and somehow some, some of the best things. <laughs> yeah, and somehow along the lines, he actually went. I don't know what how it worked out, but he left Ren House or whatever happened with Ren House, and then he ended up, excuse me, being the seller manager over at the shop beer company. And then, you know, mm -hmm. the shop started putting out the Neonics, the Dream Crushers, uh, business ethics, and all that stuff. So they started evolving their game, in my opinion, um, to, to a whole new level, especially with the Stouts. Uh, because if, I'm, if I remember correctly, before Dream Crusher, they really didn't have any Stouts. And now that they're brewing with Will, uh, they're brewing these Stouts. I mean, these Stouts are fucking amazing. I don't know if you've had any yet. Uh, but they have they no. have a ton of pastry stouts that are just so fucking good, and the Neonics. I mean, if you or, or Neonics, excuse me, not Neonics, but the Neonic series, it's pff, tasty as all hell. Um, so it, it it all it all depends on what your flavor palette is. Uh, my lady, she's a huge fan of the sours, so she gravitates naturally to the Neonic. Did I lose you? I think I lost them. All right, I'm going to stop streaming. Well, quarantine started, just started like shitting. Is it? Yeah, it well, I mean, everybody and their mother is now using it to connect. So it's 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 heavily saturated than compared to before. Anyways, uh where I left off was I was saying I I, I was glad you were able to elaborate on what was going on over at the shop. Yeah. Because I'd heard they'd gone in and basically my opinion of what I had of the shop was based off of what I had from them a year, a year or two ago. Mm. And they were ranked as a five seed, which basically means that they were what I perceived to be 21 to 25 uh, in, in the state, which I mean, I'm sure they're going to be like, once they hear it that way, they're going to be like, the disrespect is too far. <laughs> but I was going off of the beers, like I said, Unicorn Rave. Uh, I like that one. Tropic like it's Tropic like it's hot. I didn't. I didn't think they were great. And there was a couple other. They made like a. Uh, I think like a plum sour or something um, that I just didn't vibe with. And that was we did like a at your own pint glass night with uh, with them. And I just did, I didn't think too much of them, but you can tell since the head, there's a new head brewer, shit's changed. Yeah. No, no. I, I 100% agree. And, you know, uh, aside from, 
So Jason, uh, I don't know if you met him, the guy with the long beard, short guy. Well, mm-hmm. not say short, but everybody's short to me. Uh, long beard dude. Uh, so he was the original head brewer. And, you know, like he, he put out some decent, some good beers. Uh, but nothing, like, nothing stood out. And when they picked up Will, uh, it, it's, it's, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, and I had a conversation with Will uh, about a month or so ago, and it was a good conversation. Basically, we were talking about how he, and one of the things he said was what resonated a lot with me. And he said, success leaves clues. And his success with, with the, you know, the shop beer company and everything else has prompted other breweries to do other shit. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna speak hundred percent honest, the the last frescas was a five point nine percent and a sixteen ounce can, which is very different yeah. than what they've done in the past. But this is what uh, the shop beer company has been doing for about a year and change, give or take. And so I'm pretty sure shops. I'm sorry, the the rent house saw that and said, "Fuck, well maybe that's what we should be doing." And now, you know, uh, Goldwater is dropping their their fruited sour this week. So there there are a lot of things that happen based on, you know, somebody's quote unquote footprint, imprint, whatever you want to call it. And then other people are like, well, we need to work. We need to figure out how to do that shit, because once one brewery started brewing hazy IPAs, now every brewery is brewing hazy IPAs. Now, one brewery is doing pastry stouts now every brewery is doing pastry stouts one brewery is doing just fruity sours everybody's doing fruity sours yeah competition breeds success and as i mentioned earlier like i don't knock on four peaks i like what they do because i've got a couple people that i used to work with that are now uh very prominent figures in their business Mm. and one of my best friends works there and to see them they were a business that built themselves on they were old money people loved kilt lifter people still love kilt lifter hot knot yeah all of that stuff and they said we refuse to make a hazy ipa well in the last three months you know the ice broke and they've got a hazy ipa my uh a good friend of mine who just bought a kegerator went over and helped him out get it set up he's a huge four peaks fan went over saw him picked up a, a six barrel of Four Peaks Hazy IPA. So, like, shit changes. Like, even the old money's willing to move towards. There's a new market. Yeah. You can't. You can't sit in this whole. You can't. You, you can't sit in. And one of the things that that Will mentioned, um, and one of the things I love that he said. So he said a few things. The guy's a smart man. First of all, let me stay with that. No, this is not any dick writing or anything like that. This is legitimately the guy is a smart man for you know just in general. All right. And so he said a few things in that conversation. One of the things was, and it stuck, stood out, he said, one, not, not all pallets are created equally, which I loved, because that's, that, that statement when it comes to beer has probably never been truer. Two, he said, if the, fa- if the most popular car, Toyotas, you better know how to fix a fucking Toyota. And that's a reference <laughs> to hi- Hazy's. If the most popular drink is a fucking hazy, do that. And the last one is, if you brew what you want, 
that's a home brewer's mentality. That's not what you're doing to build a business model. Yeah. And so to, to build off of this too, like, so we're talking about a brewer's bracket. So we're drawing parallels between basketball and the craft beer world. And if you're a big NBA fan, mm-hmm. we know what the Suns in the late nineties, early two thousands with the seven seconds or less offense did is they revolutionized the way the game was. Yeah. They started playing basketball fast, and they were shooting the ball. Boom, 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 boom. It was all about the Mm three-pointer. They started moving it back. Now, fast forward to 2020, we have this whole new brand of basketball where guys are launching three-pointers, and it's all about how many – it's all analytics. How many threes can we get up in the game? So once people start seeing what's working, then they say, you know, other breweries might have said, you know, the hazy is going to be a phase. We're not going to get on that right now. Just, nah, we can't. That's not going to happen. It ain't going anywhere. Oh, it's how you're going to survive. Dude, if, if, brewery, if breweries like Monk, the Monkish, other half, uh, uh, Trillium, uh, fucking Treehouse, if those breweries are making – our people are flocking towards them to get this beer shit something's up and and that's one of the things that uh people who have this this bullshit mentality of i that's not what i think it is so i'm not gonna make it good luck that's how i see it good luck Mm -hmm. you know you you Mm -hmm. can you can make you can make whatever movies you want and, you know, I'll, I'll hey, fuck it. Let's go movies, right? Let's go to, like, uh, the Marvel movies versus a Scorsese movie. I love Scorsese. But guess what? Marvel movies are making billions of dollars. Yeah, generations are going to change. So my father-in-law, you know, early, early 60s, mm-hmm. you know, we go up for the holidays. He sees me drinking this shit. <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of words for me. He's a light beer and a whiskey drinker. He's, you know, XPD. Uh, you know, he ran, ran SWAT teams. He ran security. He he's been a lieutenant. He's been a captain. He sees me drinking this beer and you know, I tell him like, oh, it's like a mango IP. He's like, in that fruity <laughs> shit. Like, whoa, dude. Whoa, hold on, hold on. He's whiskey light, beer. but that's just. That's just the, uh, you know, that's the John Wayne mentality that he grew up with is that that's the way it is. And those, and then if you're resistant, if you're resistant and not embracing change, you're going to fucking fall behind. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that people, people like, you know, it's, I joked around about it a thousand times on recording with this, but people always say, oh, I want the uh, clear IPA, fuck the hazy, fuck this, fuck that, give me a clear IPA. And I'm like, my man, you sound just like an old person, like, oh, back in my day, the beers were this, 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 and da, 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 whatever it is. Like, things evolve, everything changes, and that's what you have to adapt to. That's what you either... You don't have to adapt to it, but no, you can. Don't. You can. No, they don't. You can. You can. You can. You can still drink your shit, but just know that the majority is whatever sells. All right, cutting out again. For sure. Um. So I, I got a I got a question for you because we do this. 
normally Tuesday nights we do little like we do little Zoom convos. The crew and I we're gonna we go out and drink on the patio and kind of bullshit. But we do this thing called Mount Shitmore, right? Mm. Where it's you know it's like the uh, the worst of, or it's the opposite of a Mount Rushmore. So you're thinking of like the worst. And uh, last week we did four types of people, four types of people you might see out there. This isn't a uh, race or religion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more like, uh, oh, we hate people who don't uh, use their turn signals. <laughs> or uh, what we're, one of mine was, uh, I, I was, and I'm sorry if I'm going to insult the pit community, but I said, oh, I hate uh, people who try to convince you that pit bulls are non-aggressive. That was like one of my Mount Shitmores. I hate those people. I'm a, I'm a, sorry, I'm I love a, your dog, but I hate those people. I'm a pit bull owner, bro. I love my pit bull. He's a, long, he's the softest dog, he's short, softest dog you ever meet. <laughs> I promise, yeah. He's a softest a he's the softest dog you'll ever meet. I promise you. <laughs> I didn't mean No, no, no. It's all right. Listen. Hey. No, you had a pit No, I I guarantee you, you come to my house, he won't leave you alone because he wants you to give him as much attention as possible. He's the softest dog you would ever meet. But you agree they're they're an aggressive You agree they're an aggressive breed and some dogs will fuck people up or kids. So, I not to not to derail the conversation. I have had more <laughs> I have had more negative interactions with other breeds than pit bulls. Chihuahuas, dachshunds, um what was it the the, the other ones the, the yeah, yorkies. Okay. So the smaller dogs actually in my opinion have more of a have a higher bite record than a pit bull would. A pit bull runs up to me. Joe, I didn't No, 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 no. I I'm cool with that. I'm just saying like I, I, I didn't mean to do it. Honestly, I was just so I was segueing into one of <laughs> one of our things. I didn't mean to. I had. I How had no dare idea. you come on here and shit on my dog? <laughs> <laughs> and that you fall into one of the worst people I hate. I'm sorry. The next time, I, I swear to God, the next time we meet up, I'm bringing my dog with me. You're fucked now, bro. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna jump all over you and lick you to death. You're fucked. <laughs> I want to lather myself in peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's your so your Mount Shitmore of uh, pet peeves of brewery people, influencers, or like beer drinkers slash followers of yours. What are like the worst type of? Because uh, uh, I've, I've I've got one. If you want to, if you want a second to think, I've got one. I can lead off. Go for it. Because I, now I got to think about this because I have a few. Okay, I hate I hate the hype lords. Okay, I have I have a few people, followers, you know, and I hope I hope that you're watching because <laughs> I'm going to try to educate I'm going to try to educate you a little bit, but uh, just everything is a great beer. Oh my god, this is fantastic! I oh, fucking no. love it. It's delicious. Uh-huh. It's packed, and and it, they might be that way towards a particular beer or I'm sorry, brewery. Yeah or your style or they might just do it with all of them and it's like you got to get out of my face with that i need a little bit of honesty yeah no you're right and you need to you need to be able to say hey they everything they brew can't be great or if it is what are you doing to be different yeah so like i'll I'll give you an example pueblo vida for me is a great brewery everything they brew is great 
nothing but they, to, in my opinion there's very little i shouldn't say nothing but very little that they brew that is different so if i wanted to buy 10 cans of pueblo vida i would be 100 percent happy with all of them probably the problem is they would say different things on each label and they would taste all the same to me rent uh not never not, sorry uh monkish is the same thing monkish is another one I've, I, 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 yeah. I could drink Monkish different cans. Here's Monkish 1, Monkish 2, Monkish 3, Monkish 4. But guess what? Every one of those Monkish will taste the same. Nobody's going to mm -hmm. say, hey, let's try something different. Hey, let's go off the rails and do something fucking completely crazy. Off topic, we were talking about that Sinister. Yeah. From the Shop Beer Co. And again, to pat the Shop Beer Co. on the back. And they're paired with Surly, uh, one of my favorite breweries when I go back to the Twin Cities. I just did a post on them. But that Sinister, I, I said it was a bit of a throwback where it was kind of like, it was a little like West Coast, but then there was a lot of pear and uh, pear, like melon kind of shit coming through. So what's interesting, but it wasn't, what's interesting, it wasn't, it wasn't just we're slapping out another hazy. They made an effort to make something unique and i thought they knocked it out of the park so what's interesting about that is that when i spoke to dave when i bought this beer right so i went to this beer i went to this beer i went to this brewery and uh i bought it i said hey i came here to pay the sinister and he said hey we did something different i'm not a brewer so don't quote me on this shit all right so whatever the fuck i'm about to say it might sound retarded i'm sorry for using the word retarded but i don't know what else to use so he said they use 50 percent vienna malts which is something they've never done in the past. Yeah, so like the Vienna lagers, like the same kind of thing in there where it's just like a little bit, it's like the brownish malt color. I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm stupid when it comes to the, like the, the, the fucking science. But, but, one and two the end result, together. the end result, I tasted this beer and it tastes like a fucking, it tastes like a lager. Can, can I give you some homework since you know those guys so well over yeah. there? Find out what the connection between them and Surly is. How do they know each other? Is it just... Oh, now you get personal. Somehow <laughs> somehow knew somebody. Can you find out for yeah, me? Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to them. I mean, they're, they're, if you tag them, if you just, just, if you just hit them up, I guarantee they'll let you know. Like, if you just hit DM them, hey, how do you know the people at Surly? How did you guys connect? They'll 100% respond to you. So uh, they're very uh, responsive social media wise. Oh, th dude, they're great. So yeah. like I said, I had no contact with them going into the brewer's bracket. I set this whole thing up. Obviously, it created a ton of exposure, not only for myself, but for the breweries and everything. And the breweries were so thankful. And they reached out to me multiple times to say, thank you. We appreciate, you know you creating advertisement for us and creating, you know, a positive vibe yeah. for us and our, our community and our beer drinkers <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Love it. And I'm like, no worries, dude, you make great beer. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pump you guys up. And, and as you should, you should be able to, and, and that's one of the things like working in, I've worked in customer service for over 20 years. And one of the things that always resonates no matter what you're talking about is people love good service and good quality product 
Sometimes, Absolutely. and sometimes you can get away with a shit service. I'm sorry, a shit product, but have good quality, good quality service, and they'll they'll let you slide. Yeah. So, and then I, so I reached out to him, you know, I've got a home kegerator. That's no secret. And I was told, Hey, I'm looking for something new. Here are your beers that I'm looking at. What can we, what can we do for each other? And they cut me a very fair price. Um, basically saying, we appreciate what you do. And I, I thought that was awesome. I, so I really, uh, I really enjoy when we, there's a mutual respect that gets passed by. No, and I, that's one one day. What we'll, that's kind of what what I, what I do on my pages. That's kind of what I'm what I'm aiming to do is is to build a mutual respect with local businesses and expose them and and kind of educate because there's some there's some breweries and there's some pizza shops that don't take advantage of free marketing. No, I agree, and they and they need to or take advantage of the fact that people are feeling a certain way. The negative. Yeah. Forget forget the positive, but the negative and adjusting uh-huh. how they should how they should run their business. Yeah, and that's also what the, I mean. This is we're going we're we're diving <laughs> deep. But the brewer's bracket, from an analytic standpoint, really for me unveiled who is technologically inept or social media inept that they can't. Um, they just don't understand the value. Yeah, and I see it, I see it more on the pizza side. Normally, the brewery side is is pretty good because they want to post about their can releases or what's going on. But there are some breweries that are just completely off the radar, like some of the smaller ones. And I'll just point out one, oh two two because Lockheel, <laughs> your your social media game is awful. Uh, <laughs> And then, like Desert Desert Monk, uh, that's next to Sal's Gilbert. It's a it's a New York style pizza place in Gilbert. Okay, nobody knows they exist. I literally think they're only brewing for the eight hundred people that live in the apartment complex behind them. <laughs> hey, some people, some hey, back where I'm from, some uh, some bodegas are only for the people in the neighborhood, on the square block radius. I've heard the word bodega, but what is a bodega? Bodega is like a, a slang for, is a Spanish slang for like a, a small store. S- oh, okay. So there's literally bodega breweries just for certain complexes or uh, that's a real thing? So <laughs> so bodega is usually, I mean, I, I wouldn't use it to describe a brewery, but I can see where you're going with this. So it's more of like a mom and pop shop. So any any right, time you walk into like any time a mom pop shop that has like random fucking uh, groceries or items or whatever it is prior to Walmart taking over, they'll be called bodegas, quote unquote. Ranch, Joe Market downtown, or any of these mm-hmm. carnesterias. Yeah, downtown. Yeah, that's a good that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's for a niche market. Yep. So. Back so back to the bracket. So the shop wins. I was shocked, and I think I cut off when I was talking about this. Um, I was shocked. You you were you were gleeful too. I was like I was actually holy shit! Like this, they pull this shit off. Like that's to go against Rent House again. I I I probably promoted Rent House more than the shop in this entire conversation, and that's because it's it is what it is. 
like it's not about me liking one more than the other. It's the fact that Renhouse has had that staple for the past five, four or five years, whatever they're going on now. And, you know, for somebody like mm -hmm. the shop who has recently done the 180 to improve their beers, improve their quality, improve whatever, like that's a huge win for them. That's a that that is a legitimate David and Goliath situation. And, you know, the shop, the shop is bigger. The shop is much bigger. They, ha I mean, from what I've seen, and I could be wrong as far as the numbers, but they have a bigger facility. They have bigger brewing system. They have a bigger fucking uh, uh, patio and all that shit. Like, they're bigger all around. But as far as nationwide presence, the Ren, Ren wins that. Well, distribution, too. You can find the shop. Uh, church music is now at, like, uh, what is it, Whole Foods yep. or Sprouts. Um, before the quarantine, if you ever went to one of these uh, – get beer at the movie theater kind of places. Yep. They would have to shop church music. You go to like old Chicago, kind of like a chainy pizza place. They have church music. So the shop. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're out producing, I would say by pure volume more than, than Ren house. Uh, so it, like they've got them edged out in that regard, but it, yeah, it was nice to see. And I think that they, I, I honestly feel like, as small as I thought the brewer's bracket was or was going to be, mm. I honestly felt like the shop beer co was genuinely happy or proud to realize because what it became, it became a fan vote Yeah, that they were happy that they saw their fans or Arizona craft beer fans. Mm -hmm. It validated them. And dude, it, and that's a huge fucking, uh, forget the win, just getting to this part. Right, getting to the championship rounds, in my opinion, is a huge win for them. And the fact that they said, "Hey, we're gonna," they, they oh, I can't say they said, but <laughs> the people spoke and said, "We're gonna give it to the shop." That's a huge notch in their mm -hmm. belt that they probably never thought they were gonna reach so soon. And they, yeah, I I can see where they can make an argument. In any conversation, like, oh, we were around before Renthouse or we were, you know, we're bigger than them or whatever it is. But the fact is, when it comes to, if I say this shop, if I go to New York and I sit at a brewery and I talk to the bartender, I say the shop beer company, they're probably not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I say, hey, I, I live in Phoenix. I, I drink a lot of Renthouse beers. They know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the, the popularity the, the, is really what happens here. It's like it, it, it's... And and the fact that they were able to overcome that—that's a huge win for them. One hundred percent. And I, I'm excited for them. And like I said, I was—you know—had I not done the Brewers bracket, I don't think I would have revisited what they had to offer. And I'm so happy that I did because a doing the bracket, great people met some awesome people and rediscovering their beer and what a real powerhouse they are now honestly in my eyes the power structure has changed like going into the brewer's bracket i was like oh top four it's going to be like tombstone or pueblo it's going to be arizona <laughs> wilderness Ranch, you know all of the the usual suspects and um i don't think that's the case anymore i really don't i no I some of these guys 
need to watch out. And I think it's it's really shifting with the way that people are playing the quarantine game. And Renhouse is killing the quarantine game. No doubt. And the way they're the selling beer now, the way they've adapted to sell beer. So not to uh, go back to the conversation, but again, but uh, when I had my conversation with Drew on Friday, I had a conver- I talked to him about how Renhouse quickly adapted. And I say quickly, I mean, one week I was picking up beer in the fucking store inside the, the, the brewery. Excuse me. The next week I tried to go back to pick it up. They're like, yeah, did you order online? I said, no. And I said, well, we can't sell you the beer. We're 100% contactless. Basically meaning that you can't buy, you can't just give them your card or your cash or whatever it is and buy the beer anymore. And I was just like, holy shit, okay. And so I couldn't buy their beer. But the point is they've adapted so quickly. And when I spoke to Drew about that, he was telling me how, uh, I think I have the names right, Preston, Drew, and one other person I can't think of. Um, They were all working together to make this change happen so quickly. And it's awesome. And to be honest with you. Well, and that's it. Go ahead. Also, again, it's, 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 it's the tortoise and the hare. It really works out well when a great brewery has not overexpanded before they were ready to overexpand. And they have this small pocket. Like there's probably only like 10 people who literally 10 to 15 people who work rent house, front of house operations. So yeah, we can transition really quick because all it takes is just a quick little meeting and here's what we're going to do and how, here's how we're going to do it. And now, you know, the, the company or the, the brewery who perceived to be the big dog in Arizona, who was pumping out thousands and thousands of gallon of beer because they expanded too fast, have to scramble to try to figure <laughs> out how they're going to get rid of beer. Like, you know who I'm talking about, but what a, another brewery did Four peaks made it huge, huge sales where they advertised that they were going to sell half barrels for, uh, I think it was 90 bucks and six barrels for like 40 bucks. And the buddy I have who works at Four Peaks said that they sold over like 2,800 kegs in one week with that advertisement. I mean, to, to their defense, they're also backed by Budweiser. That's a, that's, that's a huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's far is, from mom and pop. What they, did was, what they did was, oh, my God, we have way too much beer and we have to get rid of it or it's going to go bad. So we have to sell it at a low price. And when you sell it at a low price and then you sell that, that much, it tells you that you still have a good connection. No, yeah, yeah. Still... And people will buy it. Like, people people, people will buy it. Like, I mean, listen, beer is beer. Whether it's, you're gonna, you know, I'm, I'm a restaurant owner and fuck it. I'm going to keep it at home or I'm a restaurant owner. I'm going to sell growlers at my, my shop because I need to make money. Whatever the situation is, people are going to buy beer. And it's all about... You know what the... It's all about really who who makes the good who makes the good beer, and who can consistently provide. So to that point, you mentioned church music earlier. How you can find church music everywhere, Spellbinder, and I'm going to be the devil's advocate on both sides, I guess. Spellbinder is everywhere as well. Spellbinder you can find in cans, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's starting to get around. Not everywhere. It's not like it, it's not like at the Chevron, like Husk Coffee. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. But as far as like, oh, here's I'm going to this small restaurant. I want to drink something good. 
they have Spellbinder, Church Music, Four Peaks, of uh, Kilt Lifter, whatever the fuck. You know, they have options. You know, you have you yeah, can drink all the shit. I've seen Spellbinder, at, yeah, Lou Malnati's, um, where else? A couple, couple other places, but um, but I lost my train of thought. To, to summarize the championship bracket, if I had to pick two breweries to go at it, this is a perfect representation of Arizona. I don't think anybody in Arizona loses when the Shop Beer Company and Renhouse go at it for the championship bracket. And I, that's my opinion. I, I would agree with that. I mean, it, it, it worked out really well. The thing is, so seeing it from my perspective where it was me and maybe one other guy who has no other social media presence was helping me out with this whole thing. And then we get into it and we start seeing upsets like Dillinger over Wilderness. Mm. You know, Old Ellsworth over Goldwater. All of the big dogs are getting tackled. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, shit, I'm going to lose all credibility. <laughs> I'm going to lose all credibility. I'm going to lose all credibility in this game. Nobody's going to think that I know what's going on when it's not me. It's 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 fan voting. Yeah. Be like, your, your fans don't know shit. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, so not knowing where the direction goes. But then ultimately what happens is just this – you know, once we sift through the bullshit, I mean, there's 48 breweries. Really, we could pick out the top 24. Once they all start colliding, it, it starts meshing and it turns into this beautiful thing where breweries are all supporting each other. They're all throwing, showing love to me. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, we get the shop and we get Ren toe to toe, which is Dude. two breweries I would love to take family or friends who are from out of town say you want to go drink some good beer i got the spot exactly and 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 that's what you want and like i said like you know when you if you were a born arizonian like and this is what you had to represent as far as arizona beer this is this is it this is where you want to say oh shit we've boiled down to the top two this is what it is you can go that you can go to either one of these places you know to drink and there's nobody nobody's walking out mad yeah and, and that's the thing too is like i think the shop appreciates or even ren or these teams these breweries who made the final four appreciate what was done because these things are being left on my page and and people are seeing my page now as uh it's it's like a yelp in regards where we're coming to Phoenix to visit. Uh, what are some of the pizza and beer spots? And like, check out my page, come back to me, ask me if you have any questions, but all of the answers are there. Yeah. If you just spend a few minutes, just sift through it and you're going to see, you're going to see the brewer's bracket. You're going to see places to eat pizza. You're going to, you're going to figure it all out and it's all right there for you. So I think they appreciate the longevity of what it did too. And I'm working on, uh, I got a little, little, uh, something for, you know, I've got being a coach, I've got connections to trophy shops and stuff, and oh, I want to create something. A traveling trophy. I want to create something. Uh, not necessarily a trophy, maybe a plaque. I got something in mind for the, for the shop okay. coming up, and uh, maybe make it nice enough. That maybe they want to hang it in, hang it in their shop, and dude, we start establishing tradition. A traveling trophy would be it. Ooh. 
Ooh, I, so a belt. I think a belt. Let's do a belt. Be- Fuck it. Let's go straight wrestling. Let's get a belt. So I, I yeah I like the idea of a traveling trophy, but you know I'm I'm thinking of myself as a marketability. Uh, we get a plaque <laughs> for them to keep. Inside. We get them a plaque to keep inside the brewery, but then the trophy can travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I dig it, and uh, I I mean listen. One of the things that I love talking to Will about is wrestling. So Will is a huge wrestling nerd, and he can sit there and talk for days about wrestling. So the belt and listen, is I'm, a winner, I'm, in my opinion. Wrestling fan, I've got, I've got I've got a trump card right here. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got a trump card. I'm about to sit down. <laughs> if we were going to do a traveling championship belt, you cannot drink out of a traveling championship belt. It's got to be a cup. Uh, it's got to be like Stanley. I don't know. Throw, it's got to be Stanley Cup. Throwing that belt over your shoulder is always going to be like. Photo, pho- when you talk about photo, yeah. photogenic, that's always gonna be a winner right there. I don't know though. I, I think I think you gotta have the cup, man. Maybe maybe like we cup, personalize like- every belt. I mean, not me, we, but you know, I don't know. Uh, personalize every belt or every win. I'm just saying. I like the idea though, like like Stanley Cup stuff, so you can kind of see the. I dig it. I don't know. Either, either, either way, idea. either way is great. Either way is great. I just love it. So, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think you should throw in your application for the collaboration committee <laughs> for next year. And then we, uh, <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy behind the scene going, Yo, yo, tell tell him this. Tell him this. Tell him this. <laughs> do not bring that, do not bring that pit bull though. Oh my my uh, my lick my uh, huggable lick monster. Yeah, you you got him. I'm bringing him every time. Do not. I gotta protect myself against the wilderness boys. They're <laughs> <laughs> coming for us. Uh, and also, I got Lachiel's uh, goons making ESBs over there. They're gonna come for me. So, what's next? Pizza brackets? No, I had thought about pizza brackets, and like I said, just the engagement level with uh, breweries and beer. It's it's so much higher than than uh, than pizza following, and I've reached out to you know some of the best ones in the state as far as pizza. Mike's, El Bosco, Sacred Pie. They kill the social media game. Yeah, you're hard to find a great pizzeria that isn't engaged in social media, and that's just the way it is. And uh, but there's a lot of them. But then there's also a lot of like average pizza spots because once you start scraping through the surface, you'll find out there's there's great pizza out here. There's amazing pizza. I'm gonna post about some dude in Kingman, doesn't even own a pizzeria. Wait until you see this shit. It's incredible. Dude, give me two. Give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. I went through Bullhead City last year for a basketball tournament in December, and I was trying to find good pizza, and I couldn't. I just found this guy, and he's amazing. Me, Charlie Neapolitani. Some, give me two minutes. It, let's talk about it. I got to pee. <laughs> it's me too.
Sorry about that. No, dude, you're good. I, w I went too, so you got a lot of dead air. <laughs> That's awesome, because I was fucking holding that bitch in. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad we're not on live anymore, because I'm fucking holding this shit in real hard. Like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I hate that. But um, so wait, you were talking about the pizza brackets and how you feel that yeah, social media-wise, pizza is disconnected. Not I tried as far to figure as I tried to find a way for it to work, and I don't think that it was going to. That's why, in lieu of it, I tried to do like, "Hey, let's sort local pizza." We tried doing like a pizza week, mm. which I saw you tried to wreck. Yes, yes. I, you know, I've never had. So the wreck pizzeria out of uh, Peoria. Till then, I, tell me what you thought. I've never had the Troy style pizza. I love the fact that it's uh, rectangular, right? Um, Every slice is a corner. I fucking oh square, I square at that point. Um, every slice is a corner. Dude. I love it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of over sauce. Any any pizzeria that can give me more sauce or a a a, a, a sauce to cheese ratio that's almost ridiculously high, I'm always in love with that. And I didn't know the Troy style pizza was one where they put the sauce on top of the cheese. Dude, I was floored when I tried because it was the first time I tried Detroit style pizza too. Saucy, and then I went with they do their own homemade pulled pork. Okay, and I was like, screw it, screw it. We'll do some jalapeno and pineapple too. <laughs> and there's not a lot of Detroit style pizzas out here, and the West Side is so far from me, but I can't stop thinking about it. it it's I'll be honest with you, I had it the one time. I was – how do I put this? I wasn't I, – I, I liked it, but I wasn't floored by it. I wasn't to the point where, oh, shit, I can't wait to have more of this. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of pizza out here that I've had that hasn't given me that wow effect. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's good, and when I have a craving of pizza, I'll probably go get it. But uh, – I don't know. Like I, I'm real particular about my pizza. Like I'll go home, the moment I touch down, I'm having Chinese food and pizza. That's really what it comes out to. Yeah, I'm the same same way when I go back to the Twin Cities. Um, but I know you're a West Side guy. But Gilbert, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, I had a place. Well, I had them before, but Sal's Gilbert is a New York style pizza. Mm. I just recently posted about them. Uh, so you need to look through it, but I think I think this could do something for you. I think this could move the needle a little bit. Okay, I'm always I'm always down for something good. So I'm never like one of those guys who's like, oh, unless I get it from this place, it's never gonna be good. Like, no, I'm always down for and something like, you know what? Okay, let's see where this goes. Once we reopen, we'll go grab and they do slices and shit. They do Sicilian, they do regular. You know, it's it's. It's a true New York vibe. I'm going to put my stamp on it and say that I think you're going to like it. Okay. So we can go get some sals. Oh, yeah. And then we'll swing by we'll swing by Wilderness for a couple of lost <laughs> see you dads or something. We'll, we'll have some uh, dirty hop water and see how it comes out. <laughs> Orange sickle, whatever they're doing. Whatever they're doing that week. Uh, chocolate bunny. Hey, I tried to get the chocolate bunny. I was kind of upset. So I was in the area. I was in Gilbert. 
uh, the original location. And I was like, oh, let me swing by here and pick up some chocolate bunny. Because it's a, first of all, just so everybody's clear, I will buy Wilderness if it's a collaboration. So the chocolate okay. bunny is a collaboration with Stillwater. And so I was going to go get that and they sold out. So I was like, eh, I drove by. I was like, eh, I got I, I, I made an attempt. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, but yes, I am down for pizza. I am down for good pizza. There's a place now. So there's there's three things in my life when it comes to food that I can that I have to always look for the best of sushi, pizza and wings. Now, I can make adjustments. Sushi. Huh? Sushi. sushi that wallet, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But it's so good. I can I can I can sit down and sit and eat four or five rolls of tuna and salmon rolls and just like, hey, can I get more? And how much is it? No. <laughs> 50 bucks a tab. Sure. You've only lived here for a couple of years, but shout out to Kona Grill. I worked I worked there for uh, four years throughout college. Mm-hmm. Make ends meet. A little serving, bartending, a little sushi. Uh, <laughs> Asian infusion is what they call it, but we did sushi. We had a sushi bar. There's a place in uh, Peoria called Nagoya. N- Nagoya. I don't know how I'm pronouncing it right. Nagoya. It's on 75th and Greenway. Oh. It's so fucking good, mm-hmm. man. The sushi rolls are so the, the salmon rolls are so thick. The meat is like the right side. Like it no pause. But um the <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make that clear. Sorry. <laughs> so not to put any more pressure, like sushi's expensive enough, but this is a PSA. When you work at a sushi restaurant and you have a table that orders a hundred dollars worth of sushi, the servers like me. We would have to tip out seven percent of our sushi sales to the sushi chef. Oh shit! So if you're if you're a douchebag who orders a hundred dollars worth of sushi, and you you drink water and you hang out with your boo, and you only tip me uh, fucking thirteen dollars, well, you only tip me six dollars on your hundred dollars. Ah, that's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. Message. Or what it, it means. <laughs> It is, but hey, my my life in the service business is over. I'm done bartending. I'm done serving tables. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I still have a job. Uh, Red for Ed, by the way. Uh, go out, support your local teachers. (laughs) (laughs) I see where you're. I see what you're doing here, man. I see what you're doing. Uh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta gotta plug. No, 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 definitely support the teachers. I, I, I listen, I can't. One thing that I can tell you right now. And of my uh, my, I'm gonna word this the best way possible. My cousin's husband was here in my house drinking, and we were talking about how we're homeschooling now and all this other shit, bro. Schooling has changed so much, and I I was talking to him and I was like, listen, I hate math. One thing I love about Excel is Excel what Excel can do for me. I just plug in a fucking formula, and that's what it is. I'm going to know shit about nothing else. And if I don't know a formula, I can just go online and figure it out. And yeah, and whatever the teachers are doing nowadays, I'm like, yo, you're a whole nother. I'm like, yo, you know what? If they say it's wrong, come talk to me. <laughs> that's <all I> <laughs> so this, this whole quarantine thing hit, and uh, everybody was like, well, you're a PE teacher. What are you going to do? And 
little did they know I went and got my master's at GCU in technology implementation into a curriculum, but I just played dumb PE teacher like, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but I wanted to wedge myself into that conversation we were having about Red House, about how quick they were able to adapt. Yeah. Because my principal brought a great point, you know, while we're on the topic of education, is Red House was so easy to adapt to what was going on. And my principal was kind of applauding the staff that I work with mm. and saying that, uh, you know, if what happened to us when we left for spring break, we thought we were coming back. But what's happened is uh, we took the week off of spring break. We got the next week off because we didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, boom, we've got to do online teaching. Yeah. You know, uh, and I've got high school kids, so it's not as much uh, elementary school where we're relying on the parents to kind of help them out as much, but where we're kind of flipping the whole script and um, adaptability on our staff's point was, um, was really important. And uh, you know, it's, it's just nice to see our teachers being able to adapt and, you know, me personally having a master's degree in technology in my back pocket. So when they want to try to fire me and say, listen, uh, I can teach pre-algebra online. <laughs> like I you don't have to kick me completely out of the game. Yeah, right. I got some shit, bro. Relax. I'm not just limited to health and wellness. Like I can build an online platform. Like my minimum qualifications with pre-algebra, I can figure it out. Mm. I'll reteach myself. <laughs> but bro, I'm telling you, like I, I, I. So one of the conversations that he, that my, my girlfriend's, I'm sorry, my cousin's husband and I had, say my husband-in-law for the conversation we had was. I was talking to him about how I hate math. First of all, I hate math. Math is probably like my really? worst subject. And when I was in senior in high school, I said, oh, I can choose what math I wanted. There was algebra, geometry, and accounting. And I said, well, fuck it. Let me get accounting. That's easy. Bro. <laughs> the worst decision I ever made in my life. Let me tell you. I went in there thinking, oh, I'm going to ace this shit. It's basic, just checkbook balancing and everything else. I went in there. And he's like, hey, I came up with $500, whatever. You have to come up with that same thing. Sure. Boom, 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 boom. Why am I $1,200? What the fuck happened? <laughs> I'm going crazy. And he's showing me all this shit. Long story short, I, 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 I again, I have a stronger appreciation for excel because of how much i hate math oh the for the formulas are lifesavers oh fuck yeah we do we do tons of data collection and and uh averages and <laughs> analytics we data track throughout the year so yeah i mean it's, it's a huge lifesaver that i'm not having to figure that out on my own so you wanted to wrap it up with uh, your PBJ breakdown of Dark Skies Pale Ale. PBJ, peanut yep. butter jelly time, Dark Pale Ale from Dark Sky. I know, and I, I want to th thank you for picking it up for me. I couldn't find it. I missed I took one day off. One day off of <laughs> searching for beer. You were able to pick me up when I couldn't find it anymore on my side of town. But I and just kind of thought... Uh, Thought it could have been a little bit better. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I give Dark Sky a lot Ooh. of props. I, I, you know, I I'm so I I'm so glad it. we disagree I, with this. Go ahead. <laughs> I, 
I let it, I let it warm up. I was tasting at different times. Uh, my son who's two, just over two, like two years old in two months, loves peanut butter. Cool. Make him a little peanut butter sandwich. I'm like I'm going to take some peanut butter pretzels, tried to pair it. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad. Yeah. It's saying that it needs a little, little tweak. And I'm saying this, from a spot of love towards Dark Sky. I love this guy. I don't want you guys at Dark Sky to see this face and be like, fuck this guy. Get him out of here. Listen, I love you guys. I know that you guys are experimenting. And listen, I don't know shit about brewing beer. I'm, so I'm just saying this from the heart of my own palate is that I thought it could be better. And as a blonde ale, too, I don't think it should be labeled as a blonde ale. I think it was a pale ale. Like a fruit. No, it's a pale ale. No, it's labeled as a blonde. No, I think it's a pale. I'm pretty sure it's a pale. Here we go. All right. I'm pretty sure it's it's labeled as a pale ale. Stand by. <laughs> yeah, because uh, no, we I've I've had this conversation in my head a couple times. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, I cannot see that, but I'm going to trust that it says Blonde Ale. But uh, on the can, it says Pale Ale. I can promise you that. Okay, hold on. Let me go to the mini. <laughs> Let's go to the tapes. Uh, oh, it does say it does say Pale Ale. Yeah. That's true. So they're cross they're crossbreeding. I don't know. I don't trust. I don't trust the untapped. I trust what's on the can. That's fair. Uh, but I will say that I loved it. And the reason why I loved it is because one, they did a great job with all the, the, the berries that's in that fucking beer. It's like blackberry, raspberry, <laughs> strawberry, black, I think blueberry, whatever the fuck it is. It's like berry, 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 berry. And I thought it was a great yeah, job. Go ahead. Strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, boysenberry. Boysenberry. Okay, that was what I missed. And oh, what I, I didn't say. I mean, the, I was just saying. I expected Blondale. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, and the thing is, if I'll reel it all back. So Four Peaks also did a teachers can choose their beer style and we'll brew it for you. I ended up winning that challenge. Not because I have friends there, but <laughs> probably because I have friends there. But they did a, what we called a peanut butter, uh, what was it, uh, after-school snacks is what we called it. And they brewed a peanut butter jelly ale. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go a whole different direction with that. Like, oh, this is that was way better than this fucking PBJ time. Yeah. The only one to really crush the peanut butter and jelly blonde ale was uh, Melting Beaver did one. So you haven't had uh, Alvarado Street's um, PB peanut butter and jelly crustables, un uncrustables? No. Uh, oh, I've only had you that. Uh, Alvarado. I've only had Alvarado Street one time, and that was uh, most recently this spring. Not even spring, late winter when they came out. So, but like a sour. Uh, when when Wandering Tortoise did their sour festival, one of the beers they had on tap was that one, 
and it was fucking phenomenal. You got the peanut butter, you got the jelly, you got the the actual like crust flavor from the act- from the bread. Uh, oh man, it was so good, and it was a sour. Yeah. So with like Alvarado Street, I would believe that they would come through with something really strong and really quality. And the same with Belching Beaver, I would expect the same. And when I picked up this one from Dark Sky from you, I was expecting good things. But once I had it, it was like one of those things where I was like, no, I should have known. Like, Dark Sky fucks around with a lot of shit. <laughs> Listen, it's nothing that they quite figured out. Uh, like I'm trying to, like tell me for example, like like I said when um, Mother Road beat Dark Sky in the Brewers bracket, at first I was surprised because I liked them because I liked to hang out there and I liked that they had PZ Clay that one of the best pizza yep. spots in the state there, but I was like, what's their flagship beer? There isn't one. Uh I, I, I think their flagship I mean, for, for Dark Sky specifically local. would be like the Cielo Escudo, uh, the mother, uh, the, what was it, uh, Crunch Brunch, whatever the fuck that is. I can't think of the name. Um, they have a, their, their flagship stuff is a lot of uh, barrel age, in my opinion, uh, from what I've had from them. But, yeah, I, I can say, I, I, can, I can see where you're, you're going with this, where the rotation-wise... There's nothing that sticks specifically as far as what they have for a IPA or whatever it is. Right. It's like can a good lager, good hazy, something that goes statewide and that everybody gets a chance to try. Yeah. And I'm no, I'm not hating it on Dark Sky. I fucking <laughs> love that place because <laughs> Disclaim- disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. <laughs> you dark sky i fucking love you because the last time i was in there i had like a gin barrel aged uh some shit ale <laughs> with like a bunch of fruit stuff i had oreo stout like you can go in there and you get a flight and you can just get some crazy shit yeah and none of them are bad it's just a fucking good time eat some great pizza i hang out in downtown Flagstaff. i loved it i love the peanut the peanut butter jelly time i loved it um, I thought it was a good balance. I, I, I think it was more jelly than peanut butter. I'll give you that. Uh, but that's part of what I loved about okay. it. It's I do, I do. my time out on it is I did have it after a round of golf. Uh, I teed off at six forty-five. you know, did my normal damage, got home at about two, hung out with the kid, drank some water, balanced out, and then started hitting the, hitting the slopes again. So I do have one more to check it out on, on under regular terms, but that was my memory of it. Clear the palate. Make sure nothing, don't pair it with anything. Don't fucking any of that shit. Just, just taste it for, I, I, again, I'm not trying to change your mind, but I, I know for a fact that I loved it. Uh, and if you're a fan of PBJ, this is one of those PBJ beers that it's not, a hundred percent on the mark with peanut butter and jelly flavor, but it gets pretty fucking close in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll uh, I, like I said, I got one more. We'll, we'll check it. So, wrap this up. 
what are you looking forward to in the next besides the end of the quarantine? <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the next 60 days? Anything coming up? Anything happening? Anything that's on your radar? I'm I'm not I'm not a house cat, so I'm looking to getting out and being able to do anything I can. Honestly, uh, the first brewery that has a, a half capacity opened or whatever, I'm going to make an event out of it, and I'm going to get there and, and tell the wife, "Hey, I got to leave. I got to leave <laughs> at 10:30 because they're opening at 11, or if they're going to open at 11." Like, I'm not a wait in line guy, but I will. I'm going to go to a brewery at nine if they open up at eleven on the first day, at half capacity or whatever. I, I need to do something. Um, I love supporting local. I love seeing, you know, the regulars around. It's this sucks, dude. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> well, well the, uh, and the good news is the uh, and and I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on this, people. But I've heard that the virus itself doesn't like high heat temperatures and the fact that we're already in 105 106 territory is a good sign um so hey i'm looking forward to it just as you are uh you bring you know bring my fucking uh breakfast burrito hang out <laughs> drink some beers <laughs> yes 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 well uh we'll pick up some breakfast pizza we'll do something dude i'll I'll travel to the west side i'll go once we open up i've never had breakfast pizza balance. by the way i'm out I'm... maybe we could do that i've never had breakfast okay, pizza bet. so uh, the pizza with the egg on it and shit i've never okay. had that i well, want to try that money it's money all right breakfast breakfast so like sausage bacon egg. Come on. Well, you can even <laughs> throw country gravy on it. You can go as crazy as you want to. So I want to thank you for being, one, on the show, two, for being the first returning guest to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you own that, bro. It's all you. I did, I did not know. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah first returning guest. yeah yeah so uh i've had some people on there you're the first one to come back uh not that i haven't had the opportunity to have other people come back it's just that time like align like time aligning it just happened to work out um i think so i'm going to the trophy shop maybe we can get a, maybe we can get a plaque in here <laughs> in this area. first max allotment returning guest returning guest <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll make that shit happen. Don't worry. When this, everything goes back to normal, I will meet you with my dog and some beer okay. and some pizza and a plaque. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care, man. Have a good night. Love you, Joe. Tell the Take family care, I said bye. hi. Take care, brother. <laughs>